Hey, good morning, everybody. Um, let's go ahead and stand and lift our voices to this morning, um, just with everything that's going on uh, in the world, uh, COVID and, and all kinds of stuff, our hope is in Christ. Uh, and just like the parable that Jesus tells, the man who built his house on the solid rock when the storm came, not if the storm came, when the storm came, his house stayed uh, together. It did not fall apart. It didn't sink like the man who built his house on the sand so I just want to encourage you this morning. Uh, our hope is in Christ. It's not in government. It's not in um, anything in this world. It's in the Lord. And no matter what happens, he will be victorious. And his hope is a reliable hope. 
It's a true hope. It's not a fleeting hope. And so I just want to encourage you this morning, um, something I've been thinking about myself lately, uh, let's, let's place our uh, hope in Christ, the solid rock. Amen. Amen.
Oh, yeah.
everyone. Welcome to Limworth Road Church. We're so glad that you've joined us this morning. Um, I also want to say hello and good morning to those of you who are watching online. Um, as a reminder, you can follow along with the announcements and really the whole service uh, through the Uversion Bible app. Uh, I was having a little bit of trouble earlier, but it looks like it's working now. And so you can uh, go to events, look for Limworth Road Church, and all that information will be there. Um, for those of you who are new or who are visiting with us, we just want to, again, say welcome and thank you for being here. Um, if you could reach in front of you and grab uh, in the chair in front of you what we call a Connect Card, and just begin to fill that out with some basic information. Um, it's your, if it's your first time here, be sure to mark the box that says First Time Visitor. And then as you leave today, you can stop by our welcome uh, desk or our welcome center out in the lobby, and you can drop that card off there and also pick up a gift bag. Uh, that we have for you just as a way to say thank you for joining us this morning. And then for everyone, uh, don't forget you can sign up for things through that Connect card. You can write prayer requests down on it, and we would encourage you to do that as well. And those, could, again, can be dropped off either at the welcome desk or in one of the offering boxes out in the lobby. Uh, well, we do have a few announcements this morning. Um, the first is uh, Corey Bacher, uh, one of our members here through his ministry, Knowing the Bible. He has a new class that actually starts tomorrow night, uh, going through the Gospel of Luke. And the class will run from January 10th through May 16th. Uh, it's a big book. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite books in the Bible. And it'll be in the Fellowship Hall from 7 to 9. Um, there will also be a Zoom option also uh, in case you need to step out of the class for a little bit or in case you want to take the whole class that way. And you can register through his website, knowingthebible.net. Um, there should be a link for that in uh, that Uversion Bible app or in the email we sent out on Friday. Um, next, at the end of the month here on January 30th, we will have uh, our next celebration service. Um, if, you've, if you're new to the church, basically every quarter, whenever there's five Sundays in a month, uh, we take time as a church to pause and to remember and to reflect on all that God has done in and through us and to celebrate that. And so uh, we have special testimonies during that time. Uh, we do our baby dedications and also our baptisms. And so if you've uh, had a baby recently and would like to have them dedicated, or if you have never been baptized, if you've never taken that step of obedience into baptism, then we would encourage you to sign up for both of those. Um, and you can just write that on the Connect card, either baptism or baby dedication, and someone from the office will be in contact with you uh, this week to get you more information. Uh, lastly, for this last announcement, we have a video to set it up. And so go ahead and play that now, Tyler. The church is in deep trouble today. It's like we're sitting on top of an iceberg that's melting, but we're reluctant to make the changes that are needed. We can be in our 30s and 40s, even 70s and 80s, physically, and yet be emotionally a teenager. It's a truth about the Christian life that at one point or another, you will hit a wall. By a wall, I'm referring to a season in your life when you will feel stuck. God invites us to be our unique selves before Him 
to know who we are and not pretend to be somebody else. You see, God wants to communicate to us His true sweetness and love. He, he longs for us that we might know His true peace and rest. But to get there, however, false layers and unhealthy attachments inside of us must be burned away. So let me invite you to consider taking the EHS journey. And we will build a church that will transform not only our generation, but the generations that will follow. So yeah, what that video was referring to is we're gonna be doing an eight-week class called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And uh, this really is uh, something that we're committed to as pastors to uh, really use as our main discipleship tool for the next several years. And we would love for everybody at some point to walk through uh, this material this past summer. The pastors and their wives went through it together. And uh, it really is a, a transformative transformative class. And so uh, we'll begin on Tuesday nights. It's going to be on Tuesday nights. I know uh, some of you might have life group that night or, or again, it's just another weeknight thing, but it really is very important. And uh, it's an easy date to remember when we'll start here because it's two, 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 two. So uh, whenever that happens on the calendar, that'll be the first night of the class. It'll go from 6.30 to 8.30. Um, and again, we would love for, for each one of you to consider taking that um, at some point. If it doesn't work out this round, maybe catch us on the next one. Um, you can register for that at our website. On the homepage, there's a, a, an event link for that. Or you can just go out in the lobby and we have some uh, banners out there and you can use your handy dandy QR code thing and register that way. All right, that's it for announcements. I'm gonna invite Pastor Rich up to, uh, to teach us the word here this morning. All right. Good morning, everybody. That was, a, that was a healthy good morning there. I like that. So anyways, yeah, I hope you all doing okay. Um, good morning to you. And then also to uh, those of you that are watching online, glad you could join us. We had quite a few people that uh, we noticed our numbers last week online, and, and we're expecting that this morning too. Um, if you are new here and this is your first Sunday, uh, my name is Rich. I'm one of the pastors here at Linworth. So I think I just want to kind of start off by, you know, talking about it's been a, a little bit of a challenge for the, the staff these past few weeks as this latest strain of COVID has been making its way through the ranks. And um, as you know, uh, we haven't had volunteers for Cross Crew, so we haven't had Cross Crew, which is our children's ministry the last two weeks. We, we think we're almost there and then we keep getting cancellations. And so we just have enough people that were healthy enough to serve. So um, we weren't able to do that. Uh, last Sunday, Pastor Mike was supposed to give the message and he got COVID. So Pastor Chris had to jump in at the last minute. Uh, last week also, Dave, uh, David Root um, had to jump in last minute to sub for our worship pastor, Nick, who was here this morning as his household came down with COVID last week. And then today, Mike was supposed to give the message uh, uh, again, but uh, from last time, but his symptoms kept going on and hanging on. So, so Chris was going to give the message this morning for Mike, but Chris had some unexpected things that came up this week that made it impossible for him to give the message. And so at the end of the week, we had a conference in the little kitchenette in the back offices there, because that's where all important um, decisions are made here at Linworth. And I bet you guys didn't know that. So we drew straws. And voila, here I am, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Last week I was the UPS delivery guy and they pulled me into the kitchen and then uh, here I am, a pastor. So. 
So where it stands now, at least for the, for the, the pastors, I think I got this right, there's only three of the eight pastors left who haven't had COVID yet. So, um, and by the way, to the best of our knowledge, we didn't get it from one another, other than possibly the Knicks, maybe. <laughs> so anyways, uh, and then we just um, got a message yesterday that you won't see the Hispanic ministry here today either, because many of them are sick, so they're not out in the lobby here. And to put the icing on the cake, um, Stuart was gonna our PowerPoint person and he was gonna do PowerPoint and he texted yesterday, oh, I tested positive for COVID. So we got a replacement for him. And then at eight o'clock this morning, got another text and this wasn't COVID, but that person and his family is sick with the flu and things like that. Um, so Tyler, thank you for showing up here. Um, so. So no guarantees this morning. Uh, perhaps we should pray. <laughs> yeah. Right. Lord, we, uh, we do this every Sunday. We, we, we come together, um, not on our own accord, but uh, to be here with you. And we invite you here this morning. We pray that you would talk to us and have a conversation with us. Speak to us through your word. Lord, I pray you would use me and my experiences and... Um, and experiences of our friends here uh, to do what you want to do. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So it is a new year, and in the beginning of a new year, it is natural to kind of look back, right? And to look forward and to reflect and to evaluate our lives. It, you know, there's a part of us that want to set new goals, but we, first off, when we do that, we kind of take a look at, at what's been going on in our lives. And when and if we do this, we most likely, we identify some areas in our lives that, that need attention. Um, we probably have some indicators that have happened this past year, uh, some that are very uh, evident and others that are maybe hidden, that, that have been going off in our lives that's something up that, that maybe we need to deal with some things. And it's kind of like when you have warning lights on your car that light up, right? Everybody has warning lights, check engine lights, etc. They're telling you that something's not right. There's something possibly wrong with your car. Your car may have some issues. Now, um, because this was the last minute thing, I, had, I dug back a little bit to kind of to, to piggyback off a message that I gave um, years ago um, about this. And at that time, I really, uh, that I originally wrote a part of this message, I had a car that thought it was a Christmas tree. And I had like 250,000 miles Matter of fact, that was a badge of honor for me. If my car didn't have at least 250,000 miles, it didn't deserve to be driven by me. So, um, but it had a check engine light that was constantly on. It had an airbag light that I couldn't turn off. It had a gas tank light that said something's wrong with the gas tank. Um, it had a coolant light that would flickered off and on every once in a while, just for effects like a strobe life. It was really cool at night, you know, it was just on there. <laughs> And so what do you do when, you, when, you, when, a, when a warning light lights up on it? You bring it into your mechanic and he or she connects uh, uh, an engine code scanner to find out what's wrong so that you could go about dealing with the issue, whatever it might be, and fixing it. And after it's done, they reset it back to zero. Um, well, this morning, we're gonna look at a couple of verses in Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24, written by David, who comes to a point in his life where he needs to see his mechanic. Uh, perhaps a few warning lights have gone off in his life. And so let's go ahead and read those verses. And it's going to be Psalm 139, 23, 24. It's just two verses. I'm not going to have you stand um, this time. But let's, let me just read those for you. Search me, O God, 
and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in a way everlasting. And so the title of our message this morning is Search Me, Try Me, Lead Me, A Heart Check. I see through all the, the ups and downs of David's life, through his successes and through his failures as a man, he was called a man after God's own heart. And so why was this? Well, perhaps this was because David was brave enough to ask God to search him and to try him, to reveal his heart and to know his thoughts so that he could stay connected and he could be led by God no matter what was going on in his life. And he was brave enough to do this. David was open enough to put his heart on display before God. He wanted to be whole. He wanted to be righteous. And, and obviously, as we do, we want to be there in the same way that David is, right before God, the best right that we can be in our lives in this fallen world. So in other words, David, in reflecting on his life and asking these diagnostic questions of God, he needed God's help. He submitted himself to God, asking him for a heart check to get to the real David. You get a sense that David just, he just didn't want to pretend. There was just too many things that had gone on in David's life for him to even pretend. And so we wanted, he wanted to get to the real David. He had a check engine light go off in his life, or he had many go off in his life, and he wanted them dealt with, and he needed some help. He needed a checkup. And the only way that he knew how to do this was not of himself. He already experienced his his fallen nature was, but was to ask God, his, his life mechanic, to hook his heart up to God's scanner, check those codes out. God was the only one who truly knew David's heart. And so as we turn the attention then to us on this, there are many things that might cause us to ask God to do a heart check in our life. I alluded to it at the beginning of a new year. Sometimes we, we kind of reflect, we kind of think back a little bit. But one thing I did want to mention, you know, maybe you're here this morning, maybe the, the heart check is that you don't even know him. And your heart is scrambled and you, you're here because you're searching and you're wanting to know. And I just want to encourage you to hook up to God, let him minister to you. And I'll talk about that a little bit later, but it maybe this morning is a time when you let go and you ask God to come in to your heart and begin to cleanse it and heal it, and ultimately that you might be saved, that you might be with him forever by accepting the free gift, the sacrifice of his son. So first, maybe you may not know him, or, or, or maybe we feel like David sometimes and things are, are just going crazy in our lives, we aren't making good decisions. We've had some relationships issues. We need help navigating our lives. Or maybe it's the simple idea of, of being the new year can be enough for us. Reflecting on this last year, as I mentioned, wanting some changes for the next in our relationship with God and our relationship with others. And so we're asking God to check on our heart. And maybe we haven't handled all the curveballs that have been thrown at us this past couple of years. I mean, maybe, you know, the COVID thing has just you know, it's just got a hold of us. We're not sure how to deal with it. Maybe the political turmoil, the racism things that are going on. All, the world 
as it just scrambles and just seems to be, if you look at a television, the old televisions, there's always these wavy lines on it and the, the picture's real fuzzy. Maybe the picture for you in your life is a little fuzzy and it has to do with your heart and it needs to be cleared up. For me, there's one thing that really causes me to do a heart check, to reflect and reevaluate my life, and that is death. And um, before you know, I go on, I wanna let you know that what I wanna accomplish this morning here is first is I wanna talk about this topic of heart check, and then I, I hopefully uh, there's enough time that we've created some space for us as friends and community and the body of Christ to get together and pray in this new year. So I hope to get there. Now, I'd be lying if this past week hasn't been emotionally challenging and thought-provoking for me, not only me, but also my wife. This past, uh, this week on the same day, two dear influential pastors in Aaron in my life passed away. Uh, one got COVID, and he lasted just 12 or 13 days and he passed away. And another from cancer, which he had been suffering for about seven years. And then we got word that another one of our pastors had to go in for a quadruple bypass surgery same day. Uh, he couldn't get in because of COVID. And then he finally got in and he had his surgery. As far as we know, he's doing okay. And then these things along with watching um, some close friends walk through a very heart-wrenching situation. Uh, needless to say, our hearts have been uh, heavy this week, kind of like a cloud, kind of numbing. And we just, we talk to each other and we just kind of feel numb. And um, it's, hard, it's been difficult to shake it. And, and so I just didn't want to come up here with a jolly message and pretend and put a mask on, of, of course, and, not, um, and just pretend those things haven't been affected us. You know, you're my friend, so I've, as part of this message, I wanted to, to integrate this. And we're not looking for a pity party. These things didn't happen to Aaron and I, okay? But these things impacted us emotionally and impact us emotionally. And to pretend otherwise is really not being true to ourselves or others. And you are my family, and you are my friends, and so I share this morning. And so that's my heart uh, coming into this message. And, and I think you'll also hear within this message, I'm going to integrate a little bit of this emotionally healthy spirituality, just kind of give you a little sense, too, of what that's about. Um, and so uh, it's probably why I chose to share this message, just why this popped up, something I taught on several years ago. Uh, when and I find ourselves in places like this, it causes places like this emotionally, it causes us to do some soul searching and some heart checks. And she just, uh, she told me the other day, she was saying, by the way, um, uh, if you're new here, um, listening online or here, Erin is my wife. And, uh, but she's, this has affected me so much and really causing me to evaluate my life, what I'm doing with my life, how I'm spending my life, how I'm loving others. And then not as a scorecard, you know, before God to get all the boxes checked, but as a love response to what God has done for her. And so Aaron and I have had a season of reflection and heart checks. And, um, and uh, it's been going on actually for, for a while. The passing of these two friends have added uh, to losses that we've had these past few years. Um, and I apologize if I've mentioned this, I can't even remember, but we, you know, we've had like five family members in the last few years that have passed away, all, all you know, moms and dads and sister-in-laws. And, and, and it's just, you know, it's been quite a bit. And this has led Aaron and I the past few years on a journey, a deep heart check, if you will, an evaluation of who we are, who God is in our life, what we believe about ourselves and what God believes about us. And a big part and help of this has been the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality and Relationship courses. It's, 
it's given us a platform in order to enter into some of these things in our life. And, um, and I think I could use the word, it's, it's really been in a very good way spectacular um, in helping us move through these things. So, all right, let's get back to David. David had gone through so much in his life, um, some of it self-inflicted, right? Yeah, a lot of it um, inflicted upon him, but he just wanted more for God. He wanted his relationship to be right. He had such a strong desire to make sure his heart was right before God. He knew how it was and how it could be. And so David in Psalm 139 here asked God to do three things, to search me, to try me, and to lead me. And so the first one there is search me, God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts to see if there be any grievous way or wicked way in me, some of the translations, and lead me into the way everlasting. I mean, what a great, scary prayer to pray to God, all right? It is. But when talking about our hearts, um, I wanted to use David here um, because of the title that he has of, he is known as a man after God's own heart. But we use David because he's an example of one who is connected with God on a heart level. He's so real. He is so messed up at times. And he is relatable to a point, right guys, to a point. Um, But he's just a real person that has gone through so many different things. And so, um, what is, you know, uh, in 1 Samuel, excuse me, I'll just go ahead and skip that. Um, but what does, what does that mean to us? That means that he was a man who desired to know and to do the will of God. That's what means a man after God's own heart. He desired to connect his heart with God's heart. And in these two verses this morning, David asked God to do three things in his life that we've mentioned. And so I hope this encourages us to ask these tough questions of ourselves this morning. I bet you thought when I was gonna take a drink out of that cup, right? The first thing that David asked God then is, I want you to search me. Search me. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. And by the way, if you want to know if God knows you, or perhaps your heart, or if God is into you, if you want to know what God thinks about you, whether he knows you even exists, that he's concerned about you, that he hasn't forgotten about you in any way, then read Psalm 139 because it explodes with these truths, which is a great Psalm to read. So the first thing David asked, search me, O God, and know my heart. And he could do this because of David's assurance of God's care and love of him. He boldly, without hesitation, I'm guessing, okay, wants God to search his heart and instruct him and to help him. He wanted to know his true self. He wanted to know the good the bad and the ugly. And so that's why he's asking God to go to the core of who he is, his heart. In the first paragraph of chapter two in the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality book, Know Yourself That You May Know God, author Peter Scazzaro says this, awareness of yourself and your relationship with God are intricately related. In fact, the challenge to shed our false self in order to live authentically in our true self, new true self strikes at the very core of authentic spirituality. See, David wanted to be authentic. And in order for him to do that, he needed God to dig into his life to become fully aware of who 
he was. And so the word that he used here for search literally means to probe. It's, it is to humble yourself before God and ask him to probe your heart. You have a few um, back sufferers here. <laughs> Everybody in the audience. Yeah, okay, no, just kidding. Uh, some of you have gotten those epidural shots in the back, right? Anybody? Yeah, a few of you, right, yeah. Um, I've had that, you, you know, gone through mine. I, and I had one that was, you know, they kind of probe. They put a little thing on there so they can see where they're supposed to go. And uh, I had one that was not in the right place in that probing, and it hit the nerve, you know, and, and they just, and, and all they say, well, I'm sorry. And it's like, uh, needless to say, I did not go back for the next shot on that one there. But that's that probing, finding where is it? Where's the touchy, you know, where is there something there? And that is what David is asking uh, God to do to his heart. Dig around, probe a little bit, ask questions, test, pull away the layers, see if there's any uh, hurtful, grievous things in his life that he needed to deal with. And so when this is done, when we allow God to probe, there's gonna be some aha moments. And there's also gonna be some painful moments of realization. And there will be healing. And that's the best thing. There will be healing. It wasn't surprising, um, uh, going back to, to my journey, that exposed some of that in me. It, it exposed some very painful moments of realization, which shaped what I thought about myself, how I treated or thought about others. Um, one of the tenets there is that authentic relationship with God is about reality. It's not a denial or illusion. And that is what David wanted. He wanted the real. And so this probing, you know, it can be likened to looking for a piece of glass, right? You, you, you know, you ever get a piece of glass and you're somewhere on you, you can't see it, you're, it hurts, and you have to dig a little to find it, and then when you find it, as soon as you pull it out, it's amazing how the pain just goes away for us. So, but why the heart? Why the heart? Because scripturally and spiritually, the heart is the center of our life. Proverbs 4.23 says, keep the heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Or another version says, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. It's where God wants to deal with. He doesn't want to deal on the surface. He wants to deal with the core of us. In 1 Samuel 16, 7, Samuel is instructed by God to choose a new king for one of the sons of Jesse. Jesse sees the tall, good-looking Eliab. I'm assuming he's good-looking. And, uh, but verse seven, it says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees, man looks on the outward appearances, but the Lord looks on the heart. Theologians say the heart uh, being is one in, one's entire emotional nature and understanding. The heart is the organ that is said to have the ability to reason, question, meditate, motivate, and think. The heart is that spiritual part of us where our emotions and our desires dwell. And so David asked God to search him and see what was in his heart, a very brave thing to do. And now, you're reading this, you might ask, well, why? So that God could know it? I don't know, I think he already knows his heart. Seems to be what the verse is saying, you know, so that he would know it. But 
If you've read Psalm 139, the very first verse says, oh Lord, you have searched me and know me. So it can't necessarily be that, that God has to find out what's going in, uh, on in his heart. God already knows what's going on in our heart. Uh, I think what's key to understand here is that David is asking God, who knows what's in his heart, to reveal it to him, to reveal it to David. David is asking God to search his heart so that David can know the things that are there. David needs, we need God's help to reveal those deep places in our heart that we don't know or ignore or don't think are issues. Friends, sometimes sitting in our heart, there is sin that we have committed. Sometimes there is sin that others have committed against us and has left wounds in us and we just don't know how to deal with that. We don't know how to react with it. We find ourselves in unhealthy relationships with friends or uh, girlfriends, husbands, wives, neighbors, whatever it might be. And God wants to reveal it all so that he can heal it because he paid for it all. Amen? Amen. Yeah. So, for me, going through um, this discipleship course helped me, kind of gave me position to me to, to kind of look at some of those things in my life and it helped Aaron. And we hope that um, if you're able to, to venture into this um, course, that it will do the same thing for you. But what a scary challenge for our lives, right? Hey God, I want you to go deep. I want you to check on these things. But I promise you, God is really good and God is really graceful and God is full of healing and he wants this for you. So how do we do it? First, we ask like David. I think we need to be sincere, we need to be open and ready, brave, humble, trusting that God does indeed love us and he wants the best for us. And so we ask God to look and search and probe to the very center of our lives. Secondly, we ask that he would reveal to us anything in our hearts that God wants to reveal to us, that he wants to speak into, and I think that is what David was asking. God, will you speak into this? Will you show me where Jesus shows up uh, in this hurt? Maybe we already know what it is. It's pretty evident and we've just been kind of ignoring it. But maybe it's hidden and it needs to be searched out. It needs to be brought into the light. Maybe it's something we are blind to and what God wants to deal with. It could be spiritual pride too. It could be an attitude. It could be unforgiveness in our heart. It could be just anger that we just don't know where that's coming from. And, but I think a lot of it is, is wounds, wounds in our lives that have come through um, for those of us that have lived for a while. We need God for this. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah 17, 9, that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? God can understand it. We're confused by it. It's hard to trust our hearts. But God is the one that can understand it. Jeremiah 79. Okay, second thing David asked God to do, all right, after searching, try me and know my thoughts. Some translations say, know my anxious thoughts. And so first it's search me, know my heart. Now it's try me or test me and know my anxious thoughts. Oh, and while you're doing that, Lord, uh, could you um, see if there's any grievous or wicked way in me? Um, David adds, on that. It's as if David is saying, you know, I am, I'm kind of tired of pretending. Uh, I'm tired of posing. 
I just want to be real before you, and I want to be real before my friends and, and my family. I don't want to walk my life with a mask on. I don't want to walk in on a Sunday morning and pretend that everything is just wonderful. I'm so awesome because I got God. I am a Christian, so I have no problems. So we do wear masks, don't we, sometimes? We do. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I want to be careful here because, um, you know, this is challenging. It, it, it's challenging. Sometimes we really aren't ready to take off our masks. And I want to, I want to acknowledge that. I want to acknowledge that. Um, sometimes it's a process for us to uh, perhaps to peek out from behind that mask, those things in our lives. David's our example who's, who's just saying, I'm done. Let it rip. Let's go. Let's find out because I want to be close to you. And you can see his heart, can't we? You can grasp the rawness and the vulnerability and the desperation. All he wants is God to be close to him. Knowing that any impediment of his relationship to God is not coming from God, but it's coming from him and something in his life. And so God, David asked God to literally put him to a test and reveal. Something I wanted to point out is that the word anxious here can be a warning or an indicator of life. We have anxious thoughts, right? Anxious thoughts. I mean, there's something behind that uh, prompting us to ask. In Psalm 42, 11, it's like the, the Psalm said there, he said, it's asking the question, um, excuse me, it, it, it's why are you cast down? He's asking the question about his soul. Why are you cast down, oh, my soul? And why are you in turmoil with me? Why am I anxious? What is going on in my life? When those things are going on in our lives, guys, warning light, we ignore it. We ignore it too long. The oil light, what happens to the engine? Yeah, it's not a pretty picture. So we want to deal with those, those warnings. Um, so now familiar we or analogy to this type of testing, because we're talking about testing, all right, is the way we test improved metals to evaluate their purity. Um, example you hear many times from, from many messages is gold is heated time and time again. It brings up all the impurities to the surface so that they can be removed. They're exposed. And that is what David uh, is asking God to do. We find the same thing in 1 Peter 1.7 about our faith, how God tests our faith. Um, it's more precious than gold um, that perishes, though it is tested by fire, it may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So get this guy, this is, this is next level. David prayed that God might know his very thoughts to in essence, read his mind and reveal it. He wanted to know that junk in there. He wanted to know if there was any grievous, wicked, hurtful, offensive things in his life. And he wasn't challenging God. And so, you know, when you do this, it's not challenging to God to try and find any area of wickedness. He was asking God to show them to him. I mean, we have it in it. We already know scripturally that, it's, that, that there's wickedness in our hearts. Just show them. He knew they were there. He knew that God needed to bring them up tenderly to the service to reveal them and expose them, that he might be able to then confess and repent before God, turn from them, that he could learn and he can change. 
finally, it's the third one. After David asked God to search him and to know his heart, after David asked God to try him and to know his thoughts, and after David asked God if there is anything in him that is keeping him disconnected with God, he asked God his third request, lead me. Lead me in the way everlasting. Now, I'm not 100% sure uh, what is meant by the way everlasting, but we know that this is a heart prayer to God by David to lead him. And uh, I mean, what a great prayer, right? Lord, just, you just lead me, lead me into your way. David is asking God for direction and for guidance. Proverbs 14, 12, we're talking about ourselves. There's a way that seems right to a man, but in the, in the end, its way is death. And we know that Jesus in the same way asked God for direction and guidance, and he only did what the Father told him and showed him in John chapter five and John chapter eight. It was interesting, I was, I was trying to figure out a little bit um, the theology of, of this phrase here. Um, came across Charles Spurgeon, and I think last time I gave a message, I quoted Spurgeon. And whenever you look up anything from Spurgeon, it's usually 42 pages long. And uh, just on, you know, three words, right? Whatever it is. But he said this, I poked, I just took a little bit out uh, of a quote from him. It says, David says, lead me in the way everlasting. David was a good man, a grace-taught man, spiritual man, an eminently spiritual man, and yet he required to be led in the way. Lead me in the way everlasting. What is more, David was a deeply experienced man. The psalm is towards the end of the book, and I suppose his hair, he had come to threescore years and 10, probably, and there he is, dear man, able to teach others, yet pleading, lead me, lead me, lead me, lead me. He was a ripe believer, for he had not only the years of age, but the experience of a much tried life. In fact, David seems to have been an epitome of all men. You never had a trouble, you ever had a trouble, but what you could find something to suit you under in the Psalms. And I think you ever, never had a joy, boy, I'm messing this up good, let's try it again. <laughs> Stop laughing. No. <laughs> you never had a trouble, but what you could find something to suit you under in the Psalms. And I think you never had a joy, but what you discovered, a verse that would help you to sing out for joy. David, somehow or other, seems to have known all the ups and downs, all the hills, and all the valleys of Christian experience, and yet for all that he cries, lead me. Lead me. I mean, may that be our cry, personally and as a congregation, right? So if we desire to really have a heart after God, like David, perhaps it's important for us to ask those same, same questions, as maybe scary as it might be. We must allow him to have his way, to search us and to try us. And we're able to do this by trusting his promises and what he says about us. And finally, we must allow him to lead us. You know, I don't think we need 
an application plan here, do we? If you want this for your life, if you want David, what David wanted in his relationship with God, then you will find time for this. You will find time to pray the same prayer that David prayed. You will find time to ask the same things that David asked. And most importantly, then you will find time to listen and to be quiet before God. Let him speak to your heart. It might be just one thing of many that he wants to work with you today, tonight, next week, this year. But if we don't ask, we don't know. And if we don't listen, we won't hear. And so I challenge you to do this. So you'll need to set aside some time to ask and listen. And you'll probably need to ask multiple times for this. Um, but can I promise you, can I promise you it will, it will be worth it. Uh, once again, bringing my personal life into this, um, I've walked through this retrospective place that emotionally spiritual health has, has made, it, uh, has created that space for me. And um, I've walked through it over the course of a couple of years. And, and I've been through it like three times to just, and, and God just keeps revealing my heart, revealing my heart, revealing my heart, revealing my past, showing me things, moving forward. And so, um, and it's been an amazing, amazing journey. Um, for that, so um, phew, all done. All done. Hopefully, hopefully, you were challenged this morning. You know, um, I want to go ahead and have the band come up, and I want to transition. I thought it was important for us as a congregation. Um, there's many of you have uh, this past year, you've experienced some loss. And, um, your job situation's been really weird because of COVID, and. You know, maybe some of you've lost your job and others have changed jobs. Your, your family dynamics have been probably interesting also. Um, but I thought it'd be good for us to pray in this year, right? And um, so I want us to unite as friends and family, as a congregation. Um, we love each other. We know a lot about each other. Uh, not all of us, some of us are new to the, our community. So I'm gonna have an open time of prayer. And let's pray for God's direction for our church. Let's pray for God's direction for ourselves. If there's something here in this message that you want to just affirm and pray out loud, um, maybe you want to pray that as, as David prayed, uh, to search your heart. So we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to just lead here, all right? And, and so uh, as the Lord raises something up in your heart to pray about for this next year, whether it be yourself, your family, or for uh, Lingworth Road Church, I want to invite you. Uh, to pray. And that is out loud, by the way. <laughs> Do your best so we can hear you.
those of you listening um, online, um, we invite you to pray. You probably can't hear the prayers here, but in the same way, go before the Lord. grateful for you in our lives. We are, we are but clay in your hands. 
molded and shaped. We are a masterpiece created by you. To know you, to be loved by you. Father, I pray for Linworth this next year. That we would believe that, we would live that. I pray you would lead us where you want us to go. And if there are questions, the same questions we ask personally of ourselves as David has asked to, uh, to show us, for us to discover the heart of Linworth, to show us the things that, that we might need to change, that you do that, that you would lead us. Lord, I pray you'd help the leadership team here, the pastors, for us to um, do the work of the ministry, but also to, to get out of the way of the Holy Spirit, allow the Holy Spirit to, um, to work miracles in lives. And I pray for my, my friends sitting here this morning that may, maybe didn't expect a message like this here. Lord, I, I pray that um, you are speaking to their hearts and that Lord, perhaps this morning it begins a journey for them to begin to open their heart to you, to ask you to probe, to uh, expose, to show, and to love on them. And I pray that it would be a, a healing journey, that you would bring, uh, at the end of it, that you'd bring joy, which you do, and which uh, Aaron and myself have experienced, freedom, and joy and an amazement of who you are and how much you care about us. May my friends experience that same thing this year if you do uh, indeed lead them down that path. Thank you for this morning, your word. Uh, pray for our friends that are suffering right now um, uh, through COVID or through other things that are going on in their lives, that you'd be with them and you'd speak to them and you'd wrap your arms around them. We pray all these things as we uh, uh, as we worship you this morning and finish off by worshiping in song. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's worship together.
Hey guys, do you believe that God is for you? Yes. Amen. Yes, he is. He is. Um, just to remind you to sign up uh, if the Lord is leading you for the Emotionally Healthy class. There's, you can go to our website. Uh, there's banners out there with the QR code or the Bible app. I don't know if it's working or not. Um, and also we sent an email out to, to you there. Um, so, and just a note that we are working really hard to provide childcare. For that time so that uh, we can free you up to, to do that. Um, so last song that we sang, that was the blessing that I was going to bless you with because it's my favorite. And so I'm, I just asked the worship team to, uh, to sing this blessing one more time over you, the first few stanzas. So why don't you go ahead and uh, raise your hands and, and let's listen to this blessing. Thank you. 
Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Um, if anybody needs a prayer for anything, I'll, I'll be down here with a few others, and we welcome you. I'd like to say hi.